Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome, everyone, to episode 24 of the official Geek Speak podcast. I'm your host, Sean, and joined, as always, is my co-host, uh, Josh Raymond Raymond Fan. <laughs> Uh, Rudy Rudolph. This is the podcast where we watch movies, make movies, play games, and more. What else can you ask for? And this week we are joined by a wonderful guest, Justin, or known as TikTok as on TikTok as Freddie's roommate. Uh, Justin has a mass over a hundred thousand followers for his love of pop culture, um, and we are thrilled to have you on the show today, Justin. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, usually in the podcast we go through a different Disney Channel original movie or DCOM for short, and we'll see how the biggest media company on earth. Disney caters towards solely children with like a large sample size this week because I have a guest we'll do it next week instead and that movie will be called Miracle in Lane 2 it's not a sequel uh, very bizarre Justin if you could introduce yourself a little bit and talk about what you do that'd be great uh yeah hi uh, my name is Justin um I am on TikTok I'm a video producer uh, I talk about a bunch of stuff, uh, nerd stuff. I talk about uh, X-Men lately. I do fashion videos. I'm kind of a grab bag of all kinds of things. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> but I appreciate you being here. Um, we have a lot of news to cover about the past like five days worth of news, which has been already a lot. It'll be fun to talk about. Um, I think I first found your channel when you're on TikTok when you were like getting fashion advice, I think. <laughs> that was a that was a years ago not years ago but that was a couple of minutes ago now yeah and then i also enjoyed your star wars lightsaber transitions and i kept following since then i'm like that's cool and then <laughs> i love your pop culture yeah i love your pop culture content in general um especially that stranger things stuff always fun to love the show as well uh, we did our last episode that we two episodes ago we, did, we talked about stranger things season four as well as thor love and thunder and um the episode of fours it was a fun time Mm. so first news piece on the docket is about natalie holt she's a this is a sad news about batgirl she recently tweeted out that she had written about an hour and a half worth of score for batgirl and that's just she's an amazing composer um she worked on loki which i love the score of loki she worked on kenobi show you've watched kenobi right justin yes i have i've watched kenobi i i'm the one person in the world who hasn't yet but i know josh loves loves the idea of the kenobi show right <laughs> i i have a lot of, i have a lot of thoughts about kenobi overall i liked it but the music uh, like all star wars is very very good and she's a great composer did you not like kenobi 
I I didn't hate it. <laughs> Hold on. I have mixed feelings on it. There's a lot that I like and a lot that I'm like, this could have worked better if it was if it was like a film trilogy or like a film, essentially. What like is the piece. It's just like it, it was too short and like there was too much, I guess, filler in a sense. But like overall, I liked it. And I liked the general story structure of it. And of course, the final episode was just mwah, was great. Mm. And Both the parts were filler, if you don't mind me asking. So kind of like um, trying trying to think of specifics because I, I didn't uh, hear your Kenobi opinion, so I'm getting this fresh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of felt like that it had a good start, but it it took like a bit to like really get going, essentially, and it didn't feel like that it really got going till closer towards the end. He's not a fan of the six episode model that Disney has. No, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I'm not you a know fan why they have the six episodes, right? Uh, I don't think I've actually heard the specifics as to why. Because there's four weeks in a month. Yeah, it's because it can roll over the next month. <laughs> it rolls over. You get yep. two for the person one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, no, that's yeah, literally that, yep. all it is. There's no like special sauce to it. It's No, you get two months worth of subscriptions. And then by the time the second month comes along, you just got to wait for a ne- like a week for a new show, you know? Uh-huh. And to clarify, Josh and I are both general Star Wars lovers of the franchise as a whole. Um, I, my favorite Star Wars film is Last Jedi, which is an mm-hmm. interesting opinion to have online. Um, <laughs> I've gotten interesting comments about it saying that I love Last Jedi, I love Force Awakens, I love Empire, I love the original trilogy. I think Revenge of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith is really fun. Can't talk today. I overall enjoy Star Wars. I know you've done a lot of Star Wars content yourself. Do you have a favorite Star Wars movie? A favorite Star Wars movie? Is that too hard a question to ask? No, it's just, I mean, this is also judgment free here. Here's the thing. Like, <laughs> here's the thing. I, I, if I, like, of all time, favorite, it's going to be Revenge of the Sith because I'm a, I'm a millennial. I grew up with prequels. <laughs> you know what I mean? I understand. I reckon the, and a close number two, and depending on the day, probably number one is The Last Jedi. But, like, when I walked out of the theater, I was like, that was a pretty good Star Wars movie. And then, the I don't know. Disagreed. I don't, okay, so here's the thing. Have you ever, that's a, that's a siren. Um, but you ever don't have a strong opinion until someone shits on it? Yep. Yep. It's like, ah, water's pretty good. It's pretty healthy. Someone's like, actually, Gatorade's better for you. And I'm like, I mean, water's good. You could swim in it. You can't swim in Gatorade. And I'm like, well, actually, I'm like, water, though. God, it's water. Yeah. It's not that deep. And then next thing you know, like, you're an H2O uh, supporter, you know? Of all the gear. Now. Absolutely. So this Natalie Holt news overall. If we kept getting back to that, tragic news. Generally, on this podcast, we say yay or nay if you're a first-time listener or if you're Justin here. Um we say yeah, yeah, because it all of film and all of life is subjective, and there's no like good or bad in most things. It's just what you enjoy. I'm giving this a yeah. I'm, I'm going to say a nay. Very heavy nay. I was this is a movie as a whole. The canceling of it is still. We did a whole last episode about DC's mess and what's happening, but I really wanted to see this movie, and this is even more tragic. Hearing it was an hour and a half of her score already made. I I give it a nay. This is this is all stupid. Everything that Warner Brothers has been doing for the past what two weeks now has been completely stupid. It's been interesting for sure. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Justin likes chaos. It looks like. Um, no. Oh, do I have to give a reason? Okay. okay. No, you don't um, have to. 
No. Okay. I, I don't think I've had an opportunity to talk about Batgirl in a deep way. Um, Batgirl. Having a Batgirl movie starring uh, Leslie Grace. Thumbs up. Having a Batgirl movie that has the Jim Gordon from the Snyderverse? Okay. <laughs> having a Batgirl who... Wait, Michael Keaton? But it's... But the Jim... Go- Oh, okay. Um, oh, wait, it's not supported by any comic books at all? Oh, oh okay. All right, we're not. Okay, uh, it's a no. All right, no, we're not doing it. No, thank you. Honestly, fair I, enough. I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest with you. I've been wanting the reboot for years. Yep, me too. Reboot. reboot. I'm sorry that it happened the day that it happened, but we're gonna reboot, reboot it all. Not well, only it, are we yeah. rebooting, like, cutting Batgirl, cut Wonder Woman, cut Aquaman, cut it all. Like, like cut off the arm, like, when you get a zombie bite. No more Snyderverse. No more ties. No nothing. <laughs> no Peacemaker. We're not doing it anymore. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sad that the axe fell on Batgirl because Leslie Grace and the team didn't deserve that. But this, we needed to cut somewhere. We needed yes. to cut it all, you know? I'm generally the opinion that I think of a film or TV show is finished, let it be release. The hard work people put into that, I want to see put out there. But I, once these are all out, let it be done, and then say, we're taking a break for like five years. Mm, see, this, this is why I'm not a CEO. I would have stopped everything. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> we're done. We're done. No, no like, more. No, Zaslav is nicer than me. I would have walked to, to the set myself. Like, oh, you're doing what now? <laughs> Excuse me. Um... Um, Dwayne, that's what that's what your name is. Uh, yes, Dwayne. I'm I'm the Black Adam. You're what now? <laughs> what? You're... Okay, uh, Dwayne, I have your I have your um, CV. Are you Egyptian at all? Nah, but I'm the Rock, bro. Cut it. Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it. Oh, you... a Hawk Man, a Wonder Twit. Shut it out. Shut it all down. <laughs> We're done. We're no. We're, this never should have been a, a, approved. You like? Oh, I'm gonna protect the rock's ruthlessness or the black and ruthlessness. What the fuck are you talking about? In this world, everyone takes people out. Aquaman kills people. Wonder Woman kills right. people. There was a whole movie where Wonder Woman was trying to kill the God of War. Do you not remember this? You're gonna act like oh. I'm Black Adam. I punch planes out of the sky. Literally, that happens at the end, end of Man of Steel. Literally, like he punches the plane out of the sky. So, what are we doing here? What are we doing, Dwayne? You, you know, the, the, the hierarchy of power in DC is about to change. <laughs> Fuck that's, the that's what... <laughs> are we allowed to curse on this? Yes. Are we oh, yes. Fuck this. What do you mean, hierarchy of power? Oh, what are you going to do, Black Adam? Like he's ever been in any important. God damn. Sorry. I love that you asked after you did it. <laughs> Whatever. Believe uh, me. Believe me. <laughs> no, it just makes no sense. It makes She-Hulk no came sense. out. Uh, we yeah. had the first episode of the She-Hulk show. Have you all watched this yet? I did. Yes. Very fun overall, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Yay for She-Hulk. And of course, we're getting a ton of talky people online trashing even one-star views before they even saw it. Um, uh, the internet. But I loved it, and they have. I loved that they did a Tinder campaign, which was so funny to me. Um, yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, they they had a Tinder profile for She-Hulk. You could swipe left to right. You matched. It was promoted the show to you. That's fun. I would hate that to be my first match ever if I was on Tinder right now, just like swiping and then 
but She-Hulk episode one was really fun. I really enjoyed Jennifer Walters' vibe. I like the chemistry. I like the the themes of how she has to navigate like her emotion in the world because that's how women just have to be in society, which really sucks. Um, but like that was a really creative way to do that and separate her from Bruce even more because Bruce also in the comic books has his own form of DID. Bruce, uh, the Hulk is an ultra for him as he was abused as a child. It's a whole mess with Bruce and that's why that she doesn't have her own altars because she didn't have that same uh, condition and that same everything with her life. But touching on even more about how there's no one else on the wheel and how her emotion is handled was very well done, I think. A, a, a little bit rushed in the beginning, but I love that it's rushed because it means, it means no more setup going forward. We can just have fun with the rest of the show as its own thing. Yeah, I think I, I love the episode overall. I think the only thing I can play about the final fight felt very weirdly edited. Like it feels like that stuff was cut and they tried to work around it. And I don't know why, because like when there's a fight earlier on in the episode and it's done well, but then this one, for some reason, it just was like 10 seconds and that was it. It felt very strange. But other than that, I really liked it. And again, this is no spoilers here at all. If you have not seen She-Hulk, don't worry. I say yay. <laughs> awesome uh, he, it's it's hard to it's hard to have an opinion about these marvel shows it'll start off actually no i do have questions i do have questions questions that i that made me raise my eyebrow a little bit i was like hmm number one um but tony stark built a bar <laughs> <laughs> yeah apparently rewind rewind it maybe i because they read the comics. Tony Stark is an alcoholic. Why, yeah. why would he? Why would he build a bar? Uh, whatever. Okay, fine. Maybe it's different universes. That's cool. Um, so you're telling me a spaceship from Sakar arrived on Earth and Sword didn't do anything about it? No follow up. <laughs> no follow up. This whole thing like just popped out of nowhere and Sword. It, it'll, it'll just be a part of it'll be a part of uh, Secret Invasion. He said, it's just the Hulk thing. It's the Hulk thing? What are you talking about? Like, what is happening? Like, what, what, like, okay, whatever, fine. Um, cool. Uh, also, it just, mm, cool. a few questions. I, just where, where are they located? Is this, a, is this an island that the Hulk owns? I said it was is in Mexico in somewhere. America? It's in Mexico? Yeah. The Hulk can fly? He does this jumpy thing. <laughs> no, as in, no, as in, like, Hulk, Bruce Banner has to get on a plane, fly to this island. Is it first class? Is he in coach? Did he fit on the plane? <laughs> the, this where, little armband made him fit? Yeah, actually, where, there's an armband now, and you can't okay. replicate it? So, you, yeah, there's a, there's a Okay, so... There's but a it was in Shang-Chi. If you look at the scene when he's like in Bruce form, you actually can see it on his arm still. That's mm. a neat, neat little thing. But why can't he make it again? Why can't you make it again? It could... <laughs> okay. All right. So just questions that will be answered in the future. They just but, wanted to give Ruffalo some time out of the mocap suit because he, he he's just like I've been doing this forever. Can I just get a few scenes out of the suit? But but that goes against his character. I don't care. <laughs> But you can't have it. (laughs) Few questions. Speaking of Ruffalo, our next news piece about the show is a small quote he did saying that there will not be a future Avengers film without She-Hulk, is what he said. If there there will be Hulk, She-Hulk will be there. I'm like, cool, makes makes sense. sense. Uh, Yay. Other news about DC. Um, Because there's always news about DC. This is Uh... positive-ish, maybe? 
if HBO Max sticks around, if <laughs> the Constantine show is preparing to begin filming in early 2023, um, which I'm, I is it the same guy again, Matt? Something. I I, think, I so. think it's I think it's a new thing. I think this is supposed to be like the first actual J.J. Abrams produced project right. for DC that was supposed to you know happen years ago, and now we're finally seeing it happening. Well, we did have a little pandemic, making things harder to get to, for one thing. But yes, yeah. but the fact that like you know nothing has come from it still. I'm giving this a nay. I like Constantine, but I I want things to be simple. I, get- <laughs> I want DC to have a simple strategy. Just go through it. Stop it and restart with something simple. I give it a nay because you took Brendan Fraser away from me and Batgirl. <laughs> Cut it. Cut it off. <laughs> Cut it off. <laughs> Cut it off like the cancer's tumor it is. I, I never want to see the DCEU ever again. I hate the Snyderverse. Sorry. Sorry to all the fans of Geek Speak. <laughs> we have varying degrees of people who love Snyderverse, I think, so. It doesn't matter. We've trashed it and we've praised some small aspects of things, just tiny things, but overall, it, everything's a mess with DC. On to news that's not DC. Oh boy. For now, yes. Viola Davis joins the Hunger Games prequel of Songbirds and Snakes as a villain. Uh, I've not read the book, but I did read the Hunger Games <laughs> and I watched most of those movies. I didn't watch Mockingjay Part 2 or 1, I don't think, but I, I hated the book Mockingjay, so I didn't like, oops, I can pass for now. But overall, this is exciting. I the like Tyler Davis a lot. The cast is enough to get me to go see. I don't know a single thing about the book. Who knows if I'll read it? Because I've already got like 50 different books to read. But I'll go see it. Cut oh. it. <laughs> Cut it. Cut it. I'm done. No, um, I'm not excited for a Hunger Games movie. Where, where the Hunger Games message is about how to combat fascism. And you know what? Let's have a prequel series about the fascists itself. Uh, and he's cute. And he has a girlfriend who's a person of color who's totally okay with it. What the fuck? What the fuck are we doing? What the fuck? I, all right, okay. <laughs> I didn't know any of that about the story at all. So, Well, it's about President Snow. That's it's, right. It's a romance. A romance. What the fuck? What what are we doing here? Nay, never mind. Hard nail on this. I did not. I just heard Hunger Games prequel. I'm like, okay, sure, maybe a district and stuff. Nope. I, Yay for I the am, chaos. I'm actually my favorite. My favorite Hunger Games is Catching Fire because my, I love yes. the Games Fire. Same. Like, oh shit! Every, Catching Fire fixed every problem I had with the first Hunger Games. I agree. And then Mockingjay changed things in an interesting way. I. I had never been more annoyed at someone's inner monologue reading a book. Someone who just hated every single thing she was doing. I'm like, I get it. But can we have a different protagonist then? I want to have someone who's actually engaged in the story a little bit. Mm. It was just frustrating to read that a bit. Um, if, if anything, I'm happy the Mockingjay movies stopped the like two-part um, splitting like final teen dystopian books into two parts. Because that was getting annoying by then. And then Divergent just never finished. No, I remember Divergent. It was, you know, going to be two parts. And then the first part did so bad. They were like, okay, the second part, we're just going to make it a TV movie. And then they just canceled the TV movie. Next up is Wizard of Oz news, which is like, I don't think I'd ever have to say. Kenya Barris is going to write and direct the reimagining of Wizard of Oz for Warner Brothers. Um, and I I don't know. Sure. I, it's, 
I'm just curious, like, because this is like not, you know, just like making a new version of like the Wizard of Oz book. This is remaking, you know, the musical movie from Warner Brothers, which is, you know, kind of a big deal because that's, you know, one of the all time classics and like did a lot te- technologically speaking for film and stuff. So I don't know. He's written I'm curious. Shaft and Blackish and Girl Strip and hashtag Black uh, AM. Are we sure? Are we sure it's the Wizard of Oz and not the Wiz? No, yeah. they said they said it was the Wizard, Wizard of, Oz. of Oz. Yeah, that's why that's why I was wondering too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like okay, we're gonna get the guy who's known for making Black Entertainment right to remake Wizard, the of, Oz. Wizard of Oz and not the Wiz. The uh, probably. I guess the Wiz is probably like the second most best adaptation of that world. All right, okay. What yeah. do you mean, Oz the Great and Powerful? That's <laughs> this is amazing film. Underrated. <laughs> I haven't seen it in years. It's bad, but it's charmingly bad. You know, it's not. It's not offensive. You know, I I give this an indifferent yay because I am curious. That's it. Just curious. I I give it a yay because if it's because if it is a remake of The Wizard of Oz, the white people are going to be furious, and that will be chaos. Any thoughts, Justin? What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> All, only good things will come from this. Nothing possibly bad. Yeah, uh, we'll just cut it. Like I'm sad as love. Well, LEB. <laughs> said last week that they had three plans that they could choose from for the Ezra Miller Miller situation. One was having having Ezra apologize, go on a tour apologizing pretty much. Uh, Option two was going to be release the film with no press of Ezra Miller and boost the other members of the cast. Option three was just cancel it. I think Justin's in favor of option three. Um, (laughs) Well... (laughs) WB chose option one, it looks like, because Ezra Miller has made a public apology and they're seeking mental health and realize that they've done wrong. I wanted I wanted Ezra to go on like talk shows and explain what happened. That would have been the biggest clusterfuck, but it would have been so funny just to see the firestorm that would have come it, from it. It's just dangerous to do that kind of thing. Uh, we're not releasing the reverse flash on live television. Are you kidding me? <laughs> We're not doing it. No. <laughs> we should, we, should, we get, remember that movie, God rest his soul, where Christopher Plummer replaced Kevin Spacey. Yes. Call Christopher Plummer is unfortunately passed. Mm-hmm. Remember when they replaced uh, Chris D'Elia with Tignatero in Army of the Dead? Yes. Yeah. Do that. You're saying you're saying it's impossible. Oh, uh, as there's in too much of the movie. Okay, it's been done before. But I understand that that's they've already poured so much into this movie, reshooting it and whatever. Reboot I want, it. I want a flash movie. I don't want this flash movie. Mm. <sighs> Do we really need a flash movie? Cut it. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Just kidding. <laughs> Ten years from now, give, start again. That's all I'm saying. Like, take a break. And they give me a good Flash movie. That's not, it's not. A, I like DC. I want things to be good and, and successful and cohesive and make sense. Is that until until we get a Batmite movie? I say nay. <laughs> Batmite. That was the Ezra Miller curve 
You keep Next. saying no more Ezra news, and every week there's more Ezra news. <laughs> I'm, I want to be done with Ezra as a person, completely on the whole topic, but WB keeps shoving more Ezra stuff down our throats. I don't want it. I don't want to keep hearing about it. I'm not a fan. Um, I don't want anyone to attack people or kidnap people or anything like that to be the front row of a movie. So, are you excited for Spider-Verse 2, both of you? Indeed. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Ben Riley's Scarlet Spider is going to be in it now. That's fun. Ooh, I wonder who could. Pl- it's just Jake Johnson again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last piece of news I want to talk about is we got a Wednesday Adams trailer as well as pictures from the cast. Mm-hmm. That actually really excited me. I love the Adams family. It's one of my favorite musicals. I love the movie with Christopher Lloyd. Uh, I mean, this looks really fun. This looks really a great time to watch. It's Jenna Ortega, right? As Wednesday. Yep. 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 Um. And Luis Guzman as Gomez Adams, and <laughs> he looks fantastic. Morticia, who's playing Morticia? I thought uh, it's okay. uh, Catherine Zia Jones. That's right. She looks also great as Morticia. This looks fun. The trailer looks really fun. I, it's, her being in school is always a fun thing to look at, to play with, and seeing how the Adams interact with other people is always fun. That's why the Adams Family musical is about like her dating someone and bring that family to meet her family, and it's like fun chaos that way. So whenever they meet someone like that's great like a someone who on the podcast we had previously Nikhil Clayton has a whole series on his TikTok about the Bat family meeting the Adams and that's always fun to watch too with similar fun vibes I'm excited for this I like I, yeah I, I'm happy to see Tim Burton go back to kind of like his dark uh comedic horror roots um because lately he's been doing just not amazing stuff like the Dumbo remake no one remembers that he made that and it's nice to see him go back to what made him such a great director in the first place and it's eight episodes right uh yeah. yes and then he's directing the first four is what i read cool any thoughts justin no I <laughs> like no i i honestly don't really care about the the adams family that's that fair. much you know like it looks like the adams family <laughs> you know, it looks like wednesday yeah i get i get that you know, i'm not like oh we need more adams family content in our lives I'm no like, I All agree. right, looks cool. Happy, you know. <laughs> well, I, it seems like a dash of Riverdale. So I'm like, eh, that's everybody these days, you know. Yeah, my thing with it is you always show consent very well. They always show love very well. Like you can keep updating them and seeing, keep contrasting them against whatever time we're in, and it can always be fun to look at. So that's one thing I think that they work timelessly. That's one reason I think it worked really well as a timeless uh, group of characters. But yeah. I completely understand. It's, yeah, there's more out of They look like the Adams family. So hard to get mad at it. Hard to really praise it too much right now. It's just more of it. Yep. And that brings us to The Boys, which is <laughs> interesting. I've been Who telling to... you to watch the show for years, and you've finally done it. Who wants to kick this off? With... Do you want to talk about? As a whole, or just season three, or how do you want to break this? a little bit? Season one first, season two first, then jump in. I guess we can kind of give like our general thoughts and like the first two seasons, and then like just really get into the third season because yeah. that's you know the most recent one. So season one, episode one. <laughs> oh um, yeah! <laughs> if you have not watched the show, you can't. It does let you know what kind of show you're gonna get into pretty fast in terms of at least at least gore. In terms of pretty much almost everything, isn't really. Yeah. If you are someone who has avoided the boys so far and cannot handle 
some heavier content, maybe don't watch this show. But overall, I really, really enjoyed the strong anti-capitalist themes in this show throughout. And I love this produced by Amazon. It's very ironic to me. Uh, <laughs> season one, I was not prepared for the Robin moment. I wasn't ready. I knew she was going to die at some point. I was not prepared for the viscerality. So, like, so you, like you didn't know like that's how it happened? No. That's a surprise. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I had seen A-Train memes of that thing before. I didn't, I didn't know they, it's like, okay, hide your girlfriend from A-Train. Like, what's he going to, I don't know. Is he, is he a bad person? I mean, yes, but like, and no, it's all, com- this is a very complicated world. What are your thoughts on overall season one, Justin? I, I think the boys is, I don't know. It just seems very, I like it, but then I, I look at the reaction to the boys. I'm like, mm, maybe they didn't make it clear enough. Maybe they didn't. <laughs> You know, because things that should be clear apparently aren't. Yeah. I you saw know? the other day someone saying that Homelander deserves to be. Um, he can be redeemed. He can be redeemed and he deserves to be. He deserves to be to live with his shame and to grow from it. And he deserves to be uh, have a happy ending. Nah. You uh, missed the entire point. <laughs> I also read the other day on Twitter that legitimately someone said Homelander is, is a better character than Superman is. Oh, I've, I've seen that constantly. No irony. 
and they made it like not only more interesting but a more fun character to watch like fun to watch is the concerning part of that statement to me more interesting is also concerning it's all a mess if you like if you like praise homelander and realize and you don't think of him as the purest of villains what am i an issue here I mean, I think there's a difference between understand why he does what he does, and yeah. he's not—he's not sympathetic. But I understand what why he does the things that he does. It doesn't make him a good person. <laughs> no, you know? it's, uh, it's like it's like someone has like a, a toxic partner, and they're like, "No, no, it's fine, it's fine. I can change them." I watched the first episode with my dad. Oh, that was mistake number one. Mistake number one. <laughs> go off i guess you know <laughs> very uncomfortable the entire time biggest thing i had in season one of the boys was Stillwell being taken out biggest change from season to season that's, that happens i guess mm-hmm. and kamiko becoming a more member of the boys happens as we go on as well uh kanfukara is fantastic mm-hmm. I, without I, saying any words she has more of a character than she did in suicide squad who also didn't say any words, really. No, she said some words. Did she talk at all in Suicide Squad? Yes, but I think only in uh, Japanese, I think. Very I, I, weird. Yeah, I, I think that season one of the boys is a good... If you go from season one episode one of the boys to, like, say, season three, Herogasm, like, with, with a disparity in what you're watching, though, like, it's, a, it's an insane amount of things that just have happened to get to this... We have cartoons in the boys season three. We have a song and dance number. We have very interesting things that happen in this show. And it, it never feels out of place to me. Like it feels like it's all progressing in a natural-ish way for the show itself. Which is Agreed. shocking to me. Mm, I disagree, but okay. You, okay, well, go on. I want to hear about this. Go ahead. It just seems it's uh season. The boy seems kind of tame to me. I don't know where you guys, because it's it seems very reserved from season one. All right, to be honest with you, you know, because I think I keep running in the the problem I keep running into with the boys, like H train running into Robin, is that it it wants to go there but never does. It wants okay. to say the quiet part out loud but never follows through with it and it it's very annoying you know what i mean i understand that like i had seen before online for instance the homelander mowing down a crowd in the two scene without the context and when that happened like oh shit this is gonna happen and then like oh it's in his head I'm like i guess it makes more sense for a story because you don't have to deal with the consequences of that i really wish they were mo- more overt but a lot of people don't get a lot of themes in the show they just don't get it they definitely need to be more clear from the beginning of what's happening, I guess. It's still better than the comic. It is better than the comic. I think the perfect example of this is with Blue Hawk. Yes. Oh, I was, yeah. I was just thinking about it, yeah. It's, I think it's the perfect microcosm of my problems with the show, which I like the show. Mm-hmm. But like, the fact that, like, people were like, ah, oh, Blue Hawk at a point. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what are we doing here? What the fuck? I mean, as in, okay. You have a who whose only power is gun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, yeah. he gets to be a super. All right, whatever. what is Noir's power? He's he fights good. Okay, I was I mean, curious. He, 
yeah, fights good. I know he was like the Batman surrogate for, for, for the seven. That's the idea. It was originally, but I wondered like what the he has knives because I wonder what the, what the V did to him. Is all I was curious about. Uh, mm. Like he stabs better than most because Kamiko's not just healing; she's also a better fighter, I guess, as well. Like per her power. I don't think the I don't think Kamiko's powers gave her fighting ability because like Rage, it, maybe and I, I don't think Kimiko's that like angry. Okay, I think when you're I think it's just kind of like Wolverine, like you can just take a machine gun to the chest and keep going. And by the time you get to the guy, you're gonna claw his face off. Doesn't make you a better puncher yeah. or a better <laughs> kicker. I mean, super strength and it does help with you. But like, you know what I mean? It, right. I understand. I don't think Kimiko with our powers can take on someone in a boxing match. You know, it's like the yeah the, the ability to take those punches and then deliver is what Kimiko. Right. That's just I, a guess. It's just a theory. You know. I, I'm now just thinking of like in se- in season two, the one guy, I don't remember his name, but he was blind, but he had like really good hearing and then Homelander, you know, uh, his ears. Yes. And so he was, did his powers make him blind? <laughs> so that way his, like his super hearing could work. Is that, did that, is that how good it happened question. for him? <laughs> good question. Who the, the way that view works opens a can of worms a lot of people. For instance, Huey, when teleporting, I guess season three spoiler, sorry. Um, when he teleports, He's able to grab Starlight to teleport her, but he's touching his clothes. So where's the line? Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's like with a lot of comic book stuff. When you start like actually like exa- psychoanalyzing, you know, everything, it's just like, okay, well, hold on. How's this working? How's this working? And like, there's a certain point where you should be asking those questions. But for me, things like that doesn't necessarily bother me. Yeah, I get that. It's, I think so far, season one through three, season two is probably my favorite out of them. It's like it had the most of an actual conclusion of things happening as well. Uh, they actually got stuff done. They beat up a Nazi. I like when they did that. <laughs> I think it had a better, like, because right now season three, I don't know where this is going to go. I want the show to have a conclusion, personally. And I don't know where, at, how long can you just not kill Homelander for? That's kind of my thought process with this. How long can you... I guess you also you never stop capitalism. So, never mind. How how do we destroy capitalism? <laughs> you never stop Amazon or, or any of these big companies. I don't know what the conclusion of the show would be, but I don't know what to be dragged out either. I think the most surprising thing that the boys could do at this point is for the superheroes to actually save somebody. <laughs> That's the that is the most surprising thing. Like I was sitting there, like, oh, oh, hero gasm. All right, okay. Yeah, that felt dull to me. Dull. It's just, yeah. All right. People kept telling me that hyping up as being like this super graphic thing. I'm like, well, I mean, most people like that I talked to about it, and the discussion around it was more kind of like the meme of it, superhero orgy essentially, and like we were just like, oh, this is like pure cinema. This is amazing. It's it's nothing like you know that complex or that major. It just feels like another part of the boys, essentially. I think season three is something I had a problem with with season four of Stranger Things. It felt like kind of a status quo remaining intact for a lot of things. Um, what do you mean? We have Ryan Soldier Boy who could remove people's powers. By the end, he didn't take out Homelander's powers, or most people we needed 
have powers, powers, or the enemies by the end. And he was back on ice, ready to be used again. Like he didn't die. He didn't do much at the end. Um, we had, I feel like just. I'd, I'd argue that this sets up a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff has changed. I feel like season two is the more status quo has stayed the same in terms of endings. <laughs> Because season three, you have Homelander can now openly kill people out in public and people will cheer him on. So now he knows that he can do whatever he truly do, whatever he wants. Fuck Todd. He, he runs. He runs Vaude, um now. What's the senator lady? Forgot her name because I'm terrible with names. Um, she could be uh, running for vice president now, which could also change a lot of things. Butcher, um, again, spoilers. This has all been spoilers essentially now. Um, I'll put spoilers um, at, Butcher's going to die. Yeah, Butcher's going to die. We That's know true. that is oh, that is a fact. Never mind. You're right. I forgot about that part. <laughs> Like there, there's a lot that is like we're we're we have a set path. It's going to be ending soon. Like things have to change. And of course, you know, little Homelander Junior. Now is just like, ooh, my dad can kill. You mean that's Brightburn? fun. We have Brightburn. Thinking about what you said about season two, that's true. It is more status quo, but it had like a we got some things done kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Like they already had V exposed. They already uh, are starting to get more people taken down. They're starting to rearrange some things with the idea. They had a hand on the wheel. And he was in the CIA. CIA, right? Yeah. Yes. Also, why are they just in the Flatiron building? I don't remember what, how that happened. Mm. Okay. I thought there was just a little bit more of a, not conclusion, but like a bit more of we have a progress shift. Homelander being able to just openly kill people now, and he has no problem with that. That's a problem. It's <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a big issue. Ryan chose the wrong dad, as I told you the other day. <laughs> but I... I Butcher was also mean to him. I'm just surprised at what Ryan saw in season two with his mom and what he did with what happened with Stormfront, with all that, with Homelander, how he acted. I'm surprised. He's like, yeah, Homelander's still cool. A little, just a little surprised. But also, children are uh, interesting, naive, and I remember being a child and also made a lot of dumb decisions all the time. Just just watch Game of Thrones up to season four with and you'll understand when you see Joffrey of why Ryan is the way he is. I'm I'm curious about what you interpreted that smile at the end to mean. For Ryan? Ooh. Yes. Because I read it slightly differently. I don't know. I, I, just, I don't think Ryan is like, oh, I'm evil now. I don't think I it was think, that. I think for once Ryan felt protected. And that's yeah. not a, a entirely good or bad thing. It's just up yeah. until that point, Ryan is has been protected from the world and like sheltered from the world. And from Ryan's point of view, someone said, no, that's not okay. You know, and just that is bad. What homework is bad, but from Ryan's point of view, it's like someone's sticking up for me. Someone's protecting me. I remember that scene where they went to like that Chuck E. Cheese mm-hmm. or superhero and everyone and was like, feeling in his face yeah. and stuff like that, you know? I think that's what it meant, you know? That's, and that yeah. is comforting huh. to Ryan, but I do think that there, there's still hope for him. I do too. I think it will, the show will end with him being a better person than his dad, than his biological father. I, yeah, because I think I think a lot of the show has been dealing with like the themes of like fatherhood, the the passing of trauma and stuff like that, and how greatly it shapes the characters in the show. I think Ryan is going to be like kind of the breaking of that. You look at most of the characters and their relationship with their fathers. 
very bad, just terrible. Um, and of course, you know, Homelander, not the best of father figures, but I think Ryan is going to be now that he has, he has powers so he can actually stand up against him. And I think he's going to end up uh, killing Homelander at the end. You see the through is very much about family. That's what a lot of the core was about. It's, this is your family. And that's kind of the whole thing about it. Um, like even bring up like word for word, pretty much that how soldier boy wasn't his father. He was not there for him. He was never a part of his life. We was not a dad to him. Good point to touch on. Also soldier boy is terrible. Everyone <laughs> in the show is so terrible. I just want, I just want Huey and Starlight to be safe somewhere else and be fine. I want a lot. To, I want everyone in this world to be safe. And this is a show that explains why explains why powers are such a dangerous thing in the real world. Like, people like glorify things like Marvel. You see a lot of times like at least, cool. I want powers. I don't want to be in that world. I want to be a superhero. Why would you want that? Look how dangerous this is. Look at people. <laughs> look what happens to people. <laughs> look at Kamiko when she has to go through. This is not a fun place to be. It's rough. It's just, yeah. I find Vought fascinating because as an idea of a of a capitalized like superhero entity kind of thing. And I, I think that it unfortunately would be kind of how it would be in real life. We'd have corporations run people with powers because it's be, it would be a commodity. It'd be a, a skill set, which is very fascinating to look at. And I think diving even more into that would be fantastic. They're not going to do it as much as they, they, people like the spectacle of the show and the character relationships and don't want to get into the themes of how inherently terrible most of capitalism is, how inherently terrible most of these companies are. Any other major thoughts on the show as a whole right now? Um, I think no one will kill Homelander. Homelander will kill himself. Yeah, oh, oh, I don't think that any. The only thing Homelander can be beaten by is probably himself. That's like yes. They've made it clear that he has no real weakness. But that's a good point. He doesn't have a kryptonite we know of. Yeah, no. I think. I, yeah, <laughs> that <Yes>. too. <laughs> but but yeah, like that actually does make sense because like especially this season, we really see like him, I guess, interacting with like his inner self of just trying to figure out like, you know, like, oh, like you're a terrible person. I'm not terrible. I'm great. And that constant back and forth that could we could really start seeing like a split of his mind um, as it goes on. Why does MM's ex-wife date Todd in the first place? Why is she still with him? Because he's the exact opposite of MM. Uh, yep. <laughs> this, <laughs> the but, he's the exact opposite. But I feel like once she knows what Homeland, I don't know. It's a he's good to Janine, and I don't know. It's just that's it sucks seeing that happen because you want a better life for these characters all the time. The Deep has an interesting life. <laughs> um, terrible oh, person still, <laughs> and it has no thoughts for himself. Not one. The, the Deep is like the one character to show that I'm like, I have no idea where what they're going to do with him next, but I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Eh, I think he's going to die too. I don't think. Oh, I do too. I don't think anyone is safe. In the show. most replaceable person is the Deep. <laughs> no, he has no allies. What are you going to do? He's not going to be part of the boys. You know? I, like I saw someone also, I saw another unironic recent, like Stormfront wasn't that bad. Like, wasn't all that bad thing. She was a literal Nazi. Nazi. <laughs> yeah, literal Nazi. Not yeah. even like... Not even like... Not, not, not tiptoeing the line. Yeah, it's weird. Just... And the fact that people still didn't get it. 
Concerning. Concerning. Do you all have a favorite member of the boys? Ooh. I think I like I think I love Frenchie. Uh, and then the Frenchie's friendship I love. I'm gonna say Starlight now. <laughs> That's fair. She's the only good person. She's the only good superhero to exist. <laughs> I, gotta, I think I gotta go with, like, uh, Frenchie and Kimiko. I love their uh, relationship. I would really enjoy seeing, like you said earlier, superhero saving people, but an actual other superhero, like, team. It's anywhere else in the country doing stuff. Well, now, because, like, the Seven is basically disbanded at this point, because they're either dead or the they're three. gone. <laughs> we are the three. Yeah, who is currently in the Seven? Homelander, Homelander? the Deep, and A-Train still, I guess. It'll be a whole thing. Like they'll get a whole new, new cast lineup. of people. It'll be like a whole rollout. They'll tweet about it. <laughs> the comics have had many people in the seven before. I I know that. Um, like A Train was not their main speedster even. Hmm. Also, any viewers who are interested, do not read the comic. It's it's really not worth. I read think in one or two issues. I'm done. Not only is the content just not interesting, like the dialogue is horrendous. They treat. Everything is just treated horribly. It's it's interesting hearing you say the dialogue is horrendous because the creator of the comic did an episode of The Boys Diabolical, like in the same style as the comic. And like I remember it being written like not too bad, but just like hearing the comic is like apparently terribly written. I think it's pretty funny. I think we've talked a lot about the boys. I think we have understand the feeling that it's an interesting-ish show. <laughs> is is certainly an interesting time to say the least. I didn't expect to see the deep fucking an octopus <laughs> multiple times over. Not that it was even that far of a thing to happen. Just didn't expect it to happen. Oh, no. I expected at some point that he was going to fuck a fish. <laughs> and lastly, on our news docket, let me talk to you all about the super weird story. Josh, explain what a super weird story is, if you don't mind. So I don't read comics and I don't really know much about comics. So this man here explains weird things in comics. So that way uh, it furthers me to not read comics. That's not <laughs> his not intention. That's not his intention at all. But sometimes that's what happens. I talk about things that are surprising or interesting or problematic or wholesome that happens during comic book and superhero culture to kind of let everyone else gauge the world. And so that superheroes are not all glitz and glamour and they're not all terrible. It's a range of weirdness. Um, and this week we're talking about a character called 3D Man. Not a joke, it's an actual character's name. Was this a scrapped character from Spy Kids 3D Game Over? Not quite, but the character was written by Roy Thomas uh, as an homage to Joe Simon and Jack Kirby character of Captain 3D, a different whole thing. It's not a lot of history. It's Marvel Comics character. He is two people. That's, <laughs> I can show you all a picture right now if I copy this image. Please do. I'm curious. Does he wear 3D glasses? No. Well, then what's the point? <laughs> Let's send it in. So you want to see if it looks like that's what he looks like. That is an old is comic. 3D man, DC? Uh, he's Marvel. Uh, that so is old. <laughs> Chuck and Hal Chandler, brothers Chuck and Hal Chandler, were born in L.A. as a test pilot for NASA in 1958. Chuck was piloting the experimental XF-13 rocket plane when he was captured by Skrull invaders. They attempted to interrogate him. But Chuck escaped, damaging the scroll's warp drive in the process. The scroll saucer exploded as Chuck flew away, exposing him to strange radiation. He crashed the F- uh, XF-13 in the Mojave Desert. When his younger, crippled brother Hal attempted to rescue him, 
Chuck disappeared, believed to have been killed, um, and Hal, as a research scientist, discovered Chuck's image had been imprinted on the lens of his glasses. So kind of Josh. <laughs> um, uh, and that Chuck had been transformed into a two-dimensional being. <laughs> so flat Stanley. Kind of on his glasses. When Hal wore the glasses and concentrated hard enough, he triggered a dimensional shift that caused Chuck to materialize into a three-dimensional existence. <laughs> so he has to wear the glasses and he has to focus really hard on Chuck in the glasses to make him appear yes. in 3D. Yes. In his new form, Chuck wore a green and red bodysuit. <laughs> and his normal strength, speed, and durability had been tripled as a costumed 3D man. Chuck fought another group of scroll agents. He battled more scroll infiltrators and then won uh, and, then, and then he battled a character called the Cold Warrior. Um, at some point after his 1950s adventures, Hal Chandler decided to stop functioning as 3D man and left his brother floating around in another dimension. <laughs> so, so when it, when he focused on him and brought him into 3D, did he have to keep focusing on him the whole time? I think time? so. Oh my god. So Hal married in the comic book version of Peggy Clark, um, and they had two children, and Chuck Handler, Chuck Handler II, and Hal Chandler Jr. He named his kids by him and his brother. Okay. And they later encountered a, a down-on-his-luck Bruce Banner, and afraid that the Hulk might show up, used the, three, the glasses to summon 3D Man once more. After his, this encounter, 3D Man uh, returned, into his brother's glasses, determined never to return. However, alongside many other costumed heroes, he was summoned briefly by the Grand Master. So they thought they, the Hulk was going to attack them, and so their best form of defense was 3D Man. And then they decided, never again, I'm coming out of this, these glasses. I'm done. <laughs> I think this is a good idea. I don't know why you guys are laughing. No, I think this it's interesting. Idea. It's like, not dumb. Uh, so, like, okay, what if I'm just, like, a normal teen, I found some glasses, and I put them on, and a costume vigilante comes out of me? What the fuck? <laughs> that's so, that's, that's a, that's recipe for, oh my gosh, like, I love it. I think this would be a very fun, like, episode of What If, because he also appeared in a What If comic. So, in What If number nine, FBI agent Jimmy Woo brought the 3D man together with several other heroes, including Gorilla Man, Human Robot, Marvel Boy, and Venus, to form the 1950s version of an Avengers team. These heroes battled the Yellow Claw and his superhuman minions, but the team was asked to disband by President Dwight D. Eisenhower. While the events of this story took place on an alternate Earth, as revealed in Avengers Forever, a similar mission involving those characters minus 3D man did take place in the 1950s in the mainstream continuity, as shown in 2006 uh, miniseries Agents of Atlas. So they did, they eventually brought Agents Atlas into the main MCU. They could do a what if version with 3D man involved. I would like that a lot. It'd be really fun. Um, what gets me is just, you know, putting on the glasses and having to focus on the person inside the glasses and keep focusing on them. I think it's to keep focusing. Maybe, maybe it's just you summon them by focusing and then they come back in. Okay. I hope that's the case. Cause it's just like, you know, having to focus constantly and just be like, okay, how long is this fight going to take? Two hours? I can focus. But after an accident, your res the research brother found his crippled brother in his glasses, put them on. But how do you recognize him? He's wearing a suit. He's not the same person anymore. Anyway, we realized this character existed a few days ago. I'm like, Let's just share about this fun, interesting story of a character. I would definitely enjoy seeing 
maybe it was one of Marvel's animated things. Maybe it was just a fun little thing in the Marvel comics, uh, not comics in the MCU going forward. We could see a example. Like what if in Guardians Three, he showed up as a space person instead? Interesting. You know, like you never know what you can do with. They adapt characters differently all the time. So, I'd be interested to see him pop up. It'd be it'd be fascinating to say the least. Yeah, 3D Man Disney Plus show. <laughs> <laughs> but more than six episodes. Sure, actually, no. You don't, you don't even have to make a new character for him. All right, Bruno gets the glasses. <laughs> yeah, just have Bruno yeah. has a pair of glasses. What and he like he wants to like uh, help out with Kamala. Oh, I have powers too. And like, oh really? Oh yeah, I can fly puts on the glasses and you just have this image of 3d man invisibly like lifting bruno up <laughs> oh okay uh, yeah can you fly any higher uh can i fly higher no i'm not that tall <laughs> and only he sees him in this version that's really fun exactly let's make it happen let's make it happen feige so that's our podcast for the week um thank you so much justin for coming on where can people find you online uh you can find me wherever toys are sold um instagram <laughs> twitter tiktok um at freddy's roommate and Josh, where can people find you online? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, G underscore Rudy28, Instagram, J underscore Rudy16, and YouTube at Josh Rudolph. And I'm on Twitter at The Theater Nerd, and I'm on Instagram at uh, That Nerd and Theater, and TikTok at That Nerd and Theater. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. It really means a lot. Um, you also can watch the video version of this on YouTube um, at Geekspeak Podcast, and enjoy. And see ya. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.